my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Tyramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Jeff, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll show it right to the camera. Stop it. <laughs> You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're gonna get this Paramax out. We're gonna live a clean life. Yes, I'm going to a um, dissociative state because you're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Terramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. That was fun. You want to start Hate Radio? Yeah. How are we doing? That's what we're here for. Um, while Bill Kilgore joins the show, Billy, Billy, what's up? Um, well, tonight we're going to hear about uh indictment against Obama, Hillary Clinton, and uh, hundreds in the fake news media for high treason. And they're to be tried on television in a show trial where... They're supposed guilty from the beginning to end. There's really no trial. And you can subscribe to this online. It's be a public lynching. It's going to be on Fox News. They need to subscribe. The judge will be Sean Hannity. The jury will be Fox and Friends. And we'll bring in uh, Kid Rock to cut their heads off. My name uh, is Kid. Hey, are, did, uh, did I call you on the phone or did I call you on Skype? I have no idea what you're talking about. Are we on, uh, are you talking to me on the phone or are you talking to me over Skype right now? We're on Skype. Oh, okay. Uh, and, well, here's what I thought about when someone is found guilty of treason, are they not put to death? Oh, well, of course they are. So Hillary Rodham Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, and Donald Jr. Trump are, uh, the heads are going to roll after this? The heads are going to roll, and that's not a figure of speech. The heads are literally going to roll down a chute after they're, uh, they're put up on the chopping block. And I imagine that the uh, crowds will um, chop up, put them on the chopping block, and that's not a figure of speech either, and chop their bodies in tiny little pieces. And then it will be a barn burner because they'll take all those pieces. And this isn't a figure of speech either because they're going to burn the whole barn down. And then they're going to take those ashes and it will be dust to dust. You know? and ashes that's not a figure of speech either. They'll, they'll spread those ashes across the farmlands of America to regenerate our failing industries. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch, Kilgore, if uh, you are not... Uh, entertaining us at the same time as you're educating us on these important issues that face the show tonight. Now, how did you get 
started down this old rabbit hole of uh because let's, let's keep on track here i don't want to have another well a lot of people hold on a second a lot of people will say that oh this sounds like a conspiracy theory this just sounds like old nonsense garbage but this is what actually happened uh, from what i understand is they've been charged with high treason and um the Mueller report that was supposed to indict the president has turned around and it's reared its ugly head and it's hurting our Democrats, our precious Bill and Hillary and uh, Barack Obama too, right? Yep, it really backfired on them. And it's going to turn into a beautiful political purge and uh, uh, with President Trump's emergency powers to build walls wherever he decides to. Um He's built walls around all the uh, election, what do you call it, the voting. Where do you go to vote? The, the little booth. station. Yeah, you can't cheat He's on built each walls other. around all of those in every district in the United States. And now, now only certain people can vote. People who uh, have more than a certain amount of money and who pay a certain amount of taxes. Oh, that's nice. Can vote. And they only have one choice, and that's Donald Trump, because the Democratic Party is outlawed. Now, uh, when I think of Donald Trump, um, I feel bad for him. He's the he's the real victim in all this, right? Well, at the end of the day, it's been the most unfair um, presidency in the world, and um, the presidential harassment continues even as he well achieves what's you know nearly dictatorial, absolute power. This is harassment on a presidential scale. You know, this presidential harassment hasn't quit because um, there are a few Fox News personalities who, and even the former president, uh, George Bush, who uh, say things that could be interpreted as uh, unsupportive to the president, but he can't prove it. They're not Democrats, so at the moment they can uh, continue to undermine our nation's security. Here's Just how. with the mere gesture. It doesn't... Yeah. Have the right supportive. Uh, it's a whack uh, of the worshipful. Dick. It has to be. It has to be more worshipful. You can't just be a little tepid. Got to get Even, down on your knees for that yeah. uh, hero. Now, you know what they say. Um, the lukewarm will not enter heaven. They'll be sent straight to hell. So you better be fiery and um, just completely enthusiastic about Trump. Otherwise. You might as well be a traitor, too. Now, do you like to picture him uh, being tortured in hell when you're falling asleep at night and you, what's on the back of your eyelids, but president and former presidents burning in hell and getting poked with that pitchfork to say, hurry up, get a, move along, get into that well, fire? I know a lot of people find that comforting. and They don't count sheep, but they imagine Hillary and... Obama being tortured and that just screaming in agony puts a smile on their face and gets them in a restful mood but for me I I stick to the old counting sheep just like just like the grandparents did are you virtue signaling right now uh, to say that you like things the way uh, they used to why, be why it's got to be about me again I mean, you know I'm not virtue signaling I just like to Count my sheep. I don't like to. In fact, I, I think the people who sit around dreaming about uh, evil political enemies burning—that's a virtue signal right there. Evil 
They dream about evil, and they want to do evil upon each other. Well, you put evil upon evil, and you create unevil. You put you pit drones against drones, as is the case in this uh, Trump, Hillary, and Barry Hussein turning against each other in a neoliberal nightmare face-off of the drones. Now, have the drones ever shot each other down yet? That's what I want to know. You've got you've to figure that... I don't that think they have. If for a drone uh, to attack another drone, I mean, it, it's going to happen once, and they're going to say, well, fuck, we, now we have to make our drones like defensive too. And so the drones are going to be fighting this high battle of logic, right, where it, it'll either act or it won't act. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna look pretty funny, I think, when the drones are trying to fight each other. They're going to look like fucking birds trying to fuck or something. Or fight over territory. You ever seen birds fight in midair? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I think that's what they do to, uh, as their mating ritual, too. Yeah, they'll hit each other, and boom, you're pregnant. No, they cling. No, you don't know about this? The, the eagles will cling their talons to one another and, and um, yeah, I invented that towards the ground. That's how, uh, that's how I mate. They saw me doing that. Oh yeah, and they thought, well, why, well, you know, why haven't we tried that toppling to the ground and finished down there? But yeah, I started that. Like um, Barrett Brown started the Arab Spring. But mm-hmm. and uh, also the new cyber revolution coming. He kicked off uh, Project Pursuance, which you know, what, whatever that's going to be now, we don't know. Hey, we did a we did an episode about Barrett Brown. And um, Barrett Brown was threatening all these people with lawsuits, and he and he came up with four names, among them Adrian Chen, who, who he says he has like chilled their speech. He's chilled them into uh, or like not talking about Barrett or talking bad well, about pursuance. Uh, is this where'd you hear this? Where's this? This is a tweet from Barrett Brown. There are oh. four names in the tweet. That Project Pursuance is going to sue. Or or has sued, or has already, like... Filed. Yeah. First paper. And he says, and they know to keep their mouth shut now. Jesus Uh, And And, you know, he said this to to Fuxnet. This was a tweet to Jihad, meant to, like, intimidate him into not talking like these other dudes. It was pretty wild. Yeah. So that's what uh, Barrett's been doing, and... Uh, he said, you know, he talks a lot about himself. Speaking of talking about ourselves, um, he really, he talks about himself quite a lot. And when we had him on the show, he was so good at talking about himself. I mean, he flowed so naturally. Whatever we were talking about, he knew how to steer the conversation back to, and anyway, and about me and the things that I've involved in and have settled. Well, that's, that's the, uh, that's the special sauce. It's the name of his book is Narcissism, right? That's that's gonna be a real brown burner when it comes out. Brown burner. <laughs> now you know I you know what I've been watching lately, and I never expected to get such a positive response from our listeners about my uh, cooking tips. But uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Iron Chef, and not the 
Not the American version, but the Japanese one. Tell us a, another Japanese Iron Chef episode for the listeners at home that might be able to use that info. Well, the thing I want to mention about it is that whenever they have really good challengers come in who have, like, you know, just great pedigree and are a, a true match for the Iron Chef, they will say, we're going to have a real barn burger today. Oh, that's, man. That's where I may have picked up that idiom. And it must be translation of a, uh, a Japanese idiom. I can't imagine what it would be, but a barn burger. So I think I'm pretty, you know, I used to watch that show a lot when I was just a kid. And uh, so that's definitely where I picked that one up. Uh. So we're all waiting for the announcement from Fox News. When are they going to publicly execute these leaders? Could be tomorrow. Could be uh, today. You know, it could be a big surprise. I, you know, they may hold off till Christmas season. You know, oh, to, that could be nice when the yeah. family's home. Uh huh. And but I think it's going to be during sweeps in fall. Uh, that would just get them the best ratings and make the most money. Uh, maybe pilot season we might see something you know you could that they may draw it out into a reality tv show where um one by one they're executed and maybe one gets to uh gets to survive now um there are people in certain parts of the world that survive exclusively on reality tv and i think certainly yeah a public execution there's a market for that I mean, we had the Arab Spring. People wanted to see that. Gaddafi. Which one did they broom handle rape um, as they carried him out in and out of a building? Oh, you know, that may be... They may do themes like, oh, you're going to get hung just like you know, just like we did Saddam. We're going to do a Gaddafi to you. Uh, and they'll... A Gaddafi to you, good to do, sir. But they'll know ahead of time which one they're going to get. And then they'll have a little contest to see who survives and um you know maybe they'll they'll do a little cooking segments with gordon ramsay they'll bring on survivor and they'll do bear grill stuff and see who can drink the most piss and oh that'd be magical they'll do you know that it could be the greatest reality show ever made if they really bring in some heavy hitters and i'd like to see uh what's that one show I mean, there's enough people here. They could do teams like Survivor because this is the staff of CNN. Well, oh yeah, they always do. They always do teams, and that just narrows it down to half of the people, and then they all have to fight amongst each other to see who's the weakest on the team, and then that person may get Gaddafi or Saddam or uh, so on. I think uh, the C-SPAN um, prisoners would would fare well against maybe the CNN uh, reporters in the fake news camps. Oh, you think that's how they'll divide them up? C-SPAN versus CNN? Yeah, I mean, there's enough they could have ball teams, like a basketball tournament, where some drop out, some move on. Tears, and, you know, you'd have a sweet 16. We'll call call the show Traitor, right? (laughs) Traitors. How do you survive Traitor Island? <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. 
scumbag fucking news reporters run through this set of tires, kick that gravel, climb that tree, and get back down real fast. And now your friends Gaddafi. And tomorrow you're going to bring Gordon Ramsay and you're going to cook a fine dinner for Donald Trump. <laughs> Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay will show us how to broom handle rape uh, fucking world leaders that you don't like and want to take down. But this happens to include all members of the Democratic Party. They've got to report to prison or face execution in the streets. It says here by militarized police units. Chronicle.su is a great source of information, by the way, if you need to know what's going on in the world. There's militarized cops just roaming around looking for Democrats, opening fire on sight. Man, I wouldn't want to be... Uh caught out in the streets even looking at least bit like a hippie. No, nah, man. I hiding in my house all day. I mean, they had the gulags. Hitler had Night of the Long Knives and Chinese had their cultural revolution and we've got this military cop shit. This reality show, too. It's uh, grim. A hell of a presidency. 45 is running over there. He dodged old... Bobby Mueller fucking flipped it around on him. Trump and, uh, no, not Trump. Who are the Democrats? Hillary and uh, Barack Obama. Heads are yeah. rolling publicly. Who knows when? This is so fucking crazy that this is happening. You know, it's, it's, a, it's not a day I thought I'd ever see where the President of the United States uh, starts calling his political enemies traitors who should get the death sentence, and that's the official statement from his press secretary this is uh yeah this is weird man dark dark fucking comments there by the president's press secretary there at the end mm -hmm. it really puts us in the hot seat over here at internet chronicle we don't we, we just got our dicks in our hands on the chronicle.su we have our dicks in our hands Uh, that's what it that's what it sounds like just a deep breath and well, we can't even think of a third reality show so fuck we are um we have enough reality shows I mean this will have spinoffs of its own because mm -hmm. there will be some dickhead in the background that everybody falls in love with I love him well it's too bad Manson hit the dust because Manson Family Values is one of the the better reality shows. What was the? Uh, it was it was kind of a game. There was sort of a game about it. Yeah, they had to, um, you know, trigger helter skelter with uh, various challenges. And if and, you could uh, ignite a, ra a race war and make it look organic, that was sort of the uh, mm -hmm. goal. You won the prize. And really, you know, that doesn't happen. But it was all about meeting the standards of. Uh, Charles Manson, he'd sit there and judge them at the end of the show and be like, well, you know what? The best part, we forgot the best reality show of all, Donald Trump yeah, and uh, The Apprentice. Because um, what he does is he'll get the Democrat, he does this, he'll do this mock thing where he acts like he's interested in democratic or socialist policies and they'll just hold everyone to such a high standard and fire them 
for not meeting it and just fire all of them by the end. And, you know, of course, that'll be part of the cycle. He'll, he'll get to, when he fires them, they don't die from uh, the Gaddafi. They'll just go out, they'll just be stripped of their humanity and their clothes and put naked on the streets and let capitalism do the rest. It was kind of spooky when uh, Trump was like, uh, rip his jacket off. Rip yeah. his jacket off and throw him in the cold. Like, dude, who are we right now? What are we doing here? You're fired. That's what he says. I fired a person today from personhood, depersonalized him, took his fucking jacket. What are you going to do about it? I took his fucking jacket. What? Well, I told other people to take his jacket. That's you like were Gavin McInnes. only wait in anticipation. With their dicks in their hands. Um, and in other news, uh, Jamie Joe Corn has uh, been uploading videos to her YouTube for the past uh, six months or so. Uh, in, in 2011, bubbling up uh, out of Lull's second into Occupy Wall Street was one lady uh, who ran a website called PressStorm.com. Jamie Jo Korn, we watched her completely spin out as her real life uh, came out as she tried to um, marry all sides of the internet hacker spectrum between black hats and white hats and just people like Kilgore and Hatesack. And then she spun out so bad, people were making websites about her, keeping track of her as she stole from people and whatever you do when you're Jamie Corn or uh, one of her many names. And um, she's been quiet, except Wild Bill Kilgore of the Internet Chronicle brings us fresh news of a Jamie Joe Corn video sighting. Yeah, um, she's uploaded maybe 30, 40 videos of um, Elder Scrolls Online gameplay. Okay, she is uh, a gamer girl now. She must have scammed somebody out of a computer or something. Uh, I think it's PlayStation streams. PlayStation uh, 4? I, I assume. And um, Those are easier to steal. Well, I'd say now that she has her political goals met, I guess she's comfortable sitting back and relaxing and enjoying Elder Scrolls Online. And it's probably better for her to stay inside and not go out and possibly uh, have her numbers run and, uh, you know. Yeah, she doesn't need that. Living the life she lives, getting pulled over for a broken taillight or, or a headlight that's out. That they run her they yeah. run her shit and she's in jail for 20, 30 years. <laughs> I said, lady, you've been, you've been breeding other people's dogs. What are you getting these dogs? been dog napping, you've been uh, <laughs> ripping people off. Whose dog is that? you got warrants in three states right now. She's on the lam, baby, but now... Yeah, we're going to have to lock you up. Now she just hangs out online. She's an Elder Scrolls onliner. Mm-hmm. That is an MMORPG cross-platform. You can play it with PC or PlayStation 4, or whatever Jamie Joe Corn is playing it on. A Android phone. 
a hundred dollar Walmart Android phone. And these are the most nondescript, uninteresting videos you'll ever see in your life. Actually, I think I might follow her, and I saw those videos. And uh, and yeah, I, there's like no talking or anything, right? You got a link to one of these? Sure, we'll post it in our uh, official uh, People's Joker Incorporated. Um, the Discord, the radio, Discord. I have to turn Discord on because I I don't use it. No, I've I've uh, sworn it off. No, I haven't. But here we go, Elder Scrolls. So she's a troll in Elder Scrolls, an elder troll online. She says pissing people off is therapeutic. Yeah, oh. but this isn't. That's that's the title, but the content is just normal gameplay, I suppose. She she probably thinks she's pissing people off because like she sucks and her party depends on her and she can't do anything. No, not even that. It looks like she's doing, just contributing. You know, however. She's doing some damage per second. She's she's made this video. This is a montage video or something because it's got like rap music. Mm-hmm. Or electronic or some horse shit. But yeah, there's no voice from Jamie in here. There's no trolling. No, no. nothing. Nope. Nobody is actually pissed off. There's there's not even a chat window. Yeah. You are busy. Target is Im- immune. You are busy. This game looks boring as shit. Kind of looks like a bunch of glowing flashies and dancing. Target dancing is characters. immune. Characters. Like a furry party, maybe. Yeah, she's probably gone down that road of into furrydom. She probably hangs out with people in those stinky fursuits. I mean, probably. Just in all probability. Right? Maybe. I wouldn't be too surprised. I mean, she does hang out with white supremacists, and that's a that's a hell of a stupid ass. Uh, you know, this is a what I furries are white supremacists. White supremacy in this day and age is kind of a coping mechanism. Hear me out. And this is good. We're on the topic of Jamie Joe Corn and white supremacy. There's a lot of people out there who are anxious about. The direction history is going. The events that are happening today, especially events like 9-11 and uh, school shootings. And there's this great anxiety. And you'll see it in their uh, denialism. Oh, that didn't happen. 9-11, that was a simulation. Or the school Jews shootings. Did. The school shootings, that didn't happen. Well, we'll get to the scapegoating in a second, but first but of first all... First, it didn't happen. The denialism. It was actors. It didn't right? happen. It was staged. It was a... The airplanes didn't crash. It was, it was a demolition, right? Or at least, if it's not denialism, it's a minim- minimization, right? So, that the anxiety and the denial... It's obvious that these people are having trouble coping with uh, events and history and what's going on in the world and just the way the world is. And so they get this worldview that they adopt that um, takes them from a kind of fearful mindset into one of 
positive action, right? And uh, part of that is scapegoating. You know, we've got to put a wall. We've got to separate these families and so on. Uh, and so white supremacy families apart is funny stuff. It's well, it's it's a coping strategy. And these sad, sad fuckers who uh, are doing this stuff and believing this stuff are very weak. Yeah, they're and they're probably just like it's a job. It's a job. I don't think about it. I just do it. It's a job. That's the well, best. Also, you could, the political. Like they the could whole muster. political environment that a lot, that has brought these this stuff to happen. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's get back to the comedy then. Old James Joe Corn. Oh, she's funny. Well, she she'll make us slap real her knees, man. Well, I mean, let's get back to the pool party, the Washington pool party. She wanted. She wanted uh, one of her goals. You said that she completed all her goals, and she didn't because she never rode in on a horse with the articles of... Obama ended up getting out just by normal eight-year tenure. Jamie was smart to pick her battles. She thought, no, pick your battles, girl. She wanted a big revolution, but it it, it all fizzled out. That's it. That man, uh... She was so brave, though. Remember how brave she was? I still think she torched that man's van. She she probably thought that she could get some of the insurance money. Like, fuck this, I'll torch this van. I I think she, um... Just just waste. Wanted wanted the van to, uh... She just hated the van and wanted to see it destroyed, right? Because they had gone on this horrible, excessively long journey in it, and a guy ended up fixing it. And she wanted, had already decided it was broken forever. And so she had to set it back all right after it was fixed. Time to burn it. Yeah. Burn this motherfucker down. And she wrote this law, and, and the reason why I'm very suspicious that she she torched this guy. What was this guy's name? General Lee? The General Lee. Yeah, General Lee. She torched his van, I think. And I never put this together at the time, but looking back, you can see her writing about it. She said... Uh, she did it on purpose? She, she said she noticed um, gas spraying out of the gas lines. And that there had been a flare set underneath it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's a strange thing to notice, right? And remember, too. She was, uh, she was a firecracker. She, she had a sharp eye for things like that. That's, that's one thing uh, that made her so prolific was her powers of observation. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, no... That's uh, I mean that's why she's a net, that's what makes her a pack leader. What what is she called a trail boss? The trail boss. That's yeah. the characteristics of go. a trail boss right there. <laughs> oh my god! So how do you notice that? Well, you're you wouldn't know Kilgore because you're not a trail boss. And the trail boss 
keeps an eye out for sabotage at all times, especially after a guy has spent days uh, fixing the van. He's liable to sabotage it by cutting the brake lines and throwing a flare under there. So that's just what mechanics who fix cars do. And now General Lee and his trucker friends, they probably never let him live it down. They're like, hey, remember when that crazy bitch torched your van? And he's like, guys, come on. It it was two, three, four years ago. Well, the thing is, I think he was a schemer, a lot like her. There were two peas in the pod. Yeah, he was a scheme and a scam. He claimed that he walked a thousand miles to, uh, get the truckers together, right? And this, this old 50 year old fat man. I walked. I made the wow. Yeah, sure you did. Sure you did, you old scumbag. You old fucking. He picked up a lot lizard that, uh, that like knew some big words. Jesus, we're being ugly. She's gonna hear this. Our uh, grandkids are gonna hear this. uh, Some butthurt in the chat. Oh no, I haven't looked at it. No, no, they're not doing anything. It's dead because we haven't been uh, doing shows. The audience has abandoned us because we turned our backs on them. Their live audience has never been uh, anything to worry about, though. No, in hate radio fashion, we have uh, jerked them around and abused their expectations and talk about them like this, like they're not here. Well, because they're not here, are they? No, we didn't even, I didn't even uh, retweet it. Radio Hate is a internet radio broadcast that has a phone line. You can give us a call at 917-675-4836. We'll tell you to go fuck yourself. I'm a little under the weather. I exposed myself to mold yesterday. And, uh, what does that mean? Uh, all you day today. You opened up a can of mold or something? Yeah, from from the old apartment, from the mold apartment. You're just there for a few moments, getting your things. And I I was going through some boxes from there because I needed to get some cables for Hate Radio to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, all this mold hit me in the face, so it's like I got everything set up, and now I feel like shit. No, it's a shame. It's, it's well, you know who the real, the v- true victims are is the audience. I mean, they're the real. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're they're suffering here. On Radio Hate, uh, Billy, the Kilgore, wrote that fine news article. Now, how do you get access like that? How do you, how do you get these top fucking sources? That I don't want to talk about my creative department. It's really boring right now. Uh, you have move on to a better topic. Prolific maybe. access to these people. We've got a uh, QAnon, and um, he's up to same uh, tricks as ever. He's he's been hijacking the White House petition site, and he's he's uh, put up a petition on uh, the White House for the Marine Corps to. Uh, Occupy the Museum of Art in Los Angeles. Oh no, that would be spectacular! Free our children and free the children. Buried or buried in a bunker underneath the Museum of Art. This is uh, this sounds like PizzaGate type of talking. Was this PizzaGate? Yeah, but well, 
Not really. I mean, this is a art museum, not a pizza joint. But the same idea that they've got a, a basement full of tortured children. Yeah. Where they're doing uh, some kind of, what do you call it, you know, ritualistic abuse. They need to get a little more creative with their defamation. You can't just tack on a basement full of kids to everybody you don't like. Sprinkle a basement full of kids on them and let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. We got a news story. Basement full of kids. That's what they uh, they used to call uh, me when I was old Brutus. They would say old basement full of kids Brutus. Well, this uh, goes back to what I was saying earlier. This is a the funny angle, maybe, on these various uh, coping mechanisms that the right-wingers have. They, they can't envision the world we live in actually existing. Um, so there has to be some explanation. Uh, there's a... And, the idea that they believe that abusing children can give people powers, right? What do you think they, these QAnon people are doing to their own children? Right? That's probably where the real sick shit is going on. Right, because they believe that uh, someone like Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton gains magical powers by abusing and eating children and uh, praising Satan. And, I mean, this is on the level of witchcraft, right? This is the same thing that people believed 500 years ago. Satan. About about a cult of witches who were gaining powers, and they were corrupting the good, pure world. In those days, they were having sex with Satan and riding around on brooms, but nowadays they're taking children into art museums and pizza joints, and I don't know what they do in the basement. Yeah, I don't want to know what good. they're doing in that basement. But whatever it does, it works. <laughs> <laughs> the sick fucks. Whatever it does, it works. Jesus. But uh, yeah, it gets it gets the clicks, too. I mean, these these stories make money. These QAnon basement, another guy in a basement story, these are the, I mean, that's the bread and butter of that right-wing QAnonymous shit. You mean they got kids? I got kids. My friends got kids. When they start eyeing their kids, like, you mean I could be as powerful as Obama? (laughs) I ate his adrenal gland? Damn. You mean I could chew on Barack Obama's adrenal gland and fuck a kid? No, there's a story. A QAnon fan caught, uh, arrested after murdering his kid, flying open his body and eating out his adrenal gland. Right. And the body shows signs of uh, sexual abuse and all that. And uh, the guy's uh, in prison now, and he says, I did it. I did it. powers. If I did it. (laughs) If I did it, I would have gained powers, right? And I didn't gain no powers. (laughs) That's a great defense, right? I mean, I would have gained some type of 
sexual powers if I did it. I'd be president right now if I did that. What do you mean I did that? Clearly it was the deep state sneaking in my house. Clearly it was the son bitch in deep state sniffing around in my house. Now that's that's funny. Uh, it reminds me of old uh, old friend Scrivener 55. What's his name? Livingston. Vic, Vic Livingston. Yeah. Now he has the deep state sneaking around in his goddamn freezer, fucking with his meat and making it go bad. And he told me they don't know any boundaries, do they? What are they going to do next? Um, there's some kind of fucking static interference or something I'm getting. On my, on my hand? Yeah. Alright, hold on one second. Uh, I'll remedy this little technical problem. I hope it's on your end. By God, and it ain't on mine. Uh, while, while, while Bill is uh, fixing his technical problem, um, this is a good uh, time as any to... To remind you to uh, follow these two good old boys on Twitter.com at HateSec or Kilgore. Uh, Bill, welcome back. All right, that's yeah. great. Hopefully, sound is uh, restored. Yeah, sound is lovely. It was um, some kind of like electrical or metallic. Yeah, what happens is I, I think my audio to digital converter will occasionally crash or malfunction. Well, it was really giving us the business here at Hate Studios. But, uh, mm-hmm. Everything is remedied now. We were talking about Vic Livingston, another name from the past that, for whatever reason, has bubbled up on tonight's episode of Radio Hate. Now, Vic Livingston, very skeptical of the Chronicle.su agenda, right off the bat, blocked everyone involved with it. Well, he did accuse us of being CIA, Lockheed Martin, slow-kill torture Nazis. Um, Which I but, took offense to. But he accuses everyone of that. And, uh, you know, but the deep state is fucking with him. And they are in his freezer messing with his meat. And it asks us, the question I was getting to is, what? at what point will they stop? What is too little of a thing to sabotage in your everyday life for the deep state? Will they bother, for instance, um, with uh, your your various uh, beverages, right? Maybe you've got a uh, a soda, and they'll open it up and shake it up for you. You know, you ever you ever have a soda, and they'll get it real sticky. That you know, someone shook up, but. You didn't shake it up, and nobody was around to shake it up. That some asshole, just from wherever, whenever, has shaken this soda. Some random Bart Simpson type of uh, figure. Except it's not. It's the deep state, maybe. And the deep state is that level of childish and petty and uh, yeah, petty, stupid, right? Yeah. Um, they will come into your house and mess with your soda. They'll spoil your meat. Vic Livingston is battling people from every fucking direction. I mean, people will sneak into this guy's house and, like, change his password to something that it used to be. And and now he he has to go through some kind of update process. Vic oh, yeah. 
and and Vic attributes this to the uh, I mean they'll shoot sonic waves through his the roof of his house. Well, I know I had the deep state come into my house and they put some kind of uh, interference device in my walls that would cause the Wi-Fi to go out sporadically. This is uh, this has something to do with uh, because you're a writer for Chronicle.su. Well, I mean, apparently, I don't even use the Wi-Fi, so but I'm they, wired in directly. So why why would they mess with my Wi-Fi? I can't imagine. Well, it's just how petty they are. Well, were they nosing around in your uh, underwear drawer with their guns? With, with well, I mean, I've noticed there's there's been some disturbing in my you know disturbing mix-ups in my uh, mm. with my wardrobe. I found stuffed into one of my couches a T-shirt. Tell me how that got there. That's a t-shirt I like and, and I enjoy wearing. And I it was gone for months down the down the crack of a couch. That's how petty the deep state is. Oh, it was is. yours. I thought it was one of their t-shirts because it was. No, uh, no, no, no. I worked for the deep state, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. No, it said uh, it was a it's a Hawaiian type of shirt, like an Acapulco shirt, like Hunter Thompson would wear. No, not like that. Just a t-shirt with uh, the name of some Hawaiian. Island I'd never heard of. Just like the Hawaiians would wear. No, not at all. Just like they wear in Hawaii. The traditional pink t-shirt with the name right. of the island. But that just goes to, <laughs> this just goes to show you how petty the deep state is. They'll, they'll come and sneak into your house, take a t-shirt, and stuff it down your couch. I mean, that is, that's reaching. And that's, that's reaching low. They're trying to drive you crazy with it, but to me, I don't even notice, you know? Drive me crazy. And they're stuffing socks, like, uh, under your computer or something. Yeah. Blowing dust intentionally into its components. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's their best trick, is they come in every night when you're asleep, and they take take a big bowl of dust and just blow it out. All across your house and in the room. There'd be no dust if it wasn't for the deep state. They say that it's mostly skin and uh, a little bit of deep state. Whatever they leave behind, it's some kind of special mix. Dust has come from complicated, man. But it is, uh, like Kilgore says, it's the deep state. And Vic, I bet Vic is, uh, he walks around with that feather duster. Get out of here, deep state. Deep state, it, get it, be gone from this home. And he shakes it around like, it, like a, it's a holy water. Out of here, deep state. Out. Uh, who knows what Vic is doing? Is he doing journalism right now? Is there any way we can get in touch with him? Just on his Twitter. But he blocked us. And we well, control listen, his original Twitter now. If we try to get in touch with him, the um, NSA, deep state, CIA, is going to intercept our messages, change them to be hostile, and he will block us. There is no getting through to him. He, it really makes me feel for him because it's like he's out of reach. There's nothing we can do to help him or save him. And there's nothing we can do for any of these other people who are, well, victims of, you know, these coping mechanisms. And uh, I think, I talked to one of these white supremacists, and, you know, it's always a mistake to think that these people can be reasoned with. So And they're like Vic, they don't want to be saved. No, they don't want to. They are saved already by their worldview, which has I got taken down pat, them buddy. out. Which has taken them out of a 
uncertain and terrifying uh, world and put them into a warm and cushy fantasy. And I talked to him and I asked, well, listen, why do you think segregating races is such a good idea? And he said, he gave me this metaphor and he said, well, have you ever seen a palette, an artist's palette? You have all these rainbow of great colors and that's diversity. And if you start mixing paints, it's just a big brown blur of nothing. And he said to him, well, you must be a terrible painter. And uh, if that's all you can imagine mixing paints will uh, accomplish, you've probably never been to an art museum, and that's pretty sad, too. Oh, don't mix up that paint. You'll just make it brown. <laughs> well, and you wonder, now that, they, now that they've got this problem with an art museum where they think that underneath the art museum there's a uh, rituals going on, you wonder. How can I maybe, get in on that? Right? This... this uh, this, uh, I wonder how can I get me a handful of that. This might be extending the metaphor a little too far, but I think you know there's something to it. This, uh, the the very idea of art is a a danger, a threat, right? because of creativity. The idea that you can in this world that's to them so terrible and un, uh, you know you can't even deal with it that someone could make something beautiful by mixing different colors together. When I was a kid, I would make uh I would make these pictures of people fighting like wars on a battleground and they'd be shooting each other's legs out and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, shooting each other in the head. And this was um I'd I'd draw pictures like that of people down in snake pits. Well, you were a disturbed child and they needed to uh Oh, dude! I got Correct, in so much yeah. trouble. Yeah, and, I, and if and I would draw those pictures with my friends and their parents I would drew, see. I drew those pictures, and I, I know most young boys did. Yeah, it was. They fun. would just draw little scenes of, you know, you would draw a little uh, what do you call it? like a little valley and some hills, maybe just a little line, a little horizon. Yeah, and you draw little men on it with guns and tanks and absolutely. You put little airplanes in the sky and you draw little lines. That was of so bullets. much fun. That was so was much just, fucking fun. And it was not because you're... <laughs> it was like playing like a video game on paper. Exactly. Your imagination would run wild. It's great. And uh, that was that was disturbing, but it was like, okay, that's not over the edge yet. Until one day, I, I started adding dinosaurs to my wars. And the dinosaurs were eating the people and stuff, and this was not bad enough until... Uh, I drew lines because people had started to watch me draw the picture. So I'm like, all right, this will be funny. So I draw lines coming out of the dinosaur's ass. I'm in the third grade, and 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 the kids are laughing hysterically. And I draw a little dude. He's getting diarrhea on, and and the and it's getting crazy laughs. And so just to drive the point home, I wrote fart over the what's happening so that now I've drawn in the sound effect. All right, like a comic book. Sure. And the kids were howling. And so, uh, and we had to put our name on the paper and the teacher's name. Teacher's name was Mr. Weaver. Uh, So the cherry on top was I put his name on my paper as Mr. Beaver. And, And dude, 
like kids were like walking away from the table. They were like, no, I can't be part of this. Oh man, you went too far. And he, he called my mom to the school and she's like, okay, let me see the pictures. I know he's troubled. Let me see. And it's like fart. Dinosaur <laughs> getting shot from a helicopter or something and it's shitting as it's dying. And this is the this is the big offense, but the disrespect of changing his name to Mr. Beaver, that was the real, yeah. I went too far. Hate Radio is about oh taking God. it too far. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I took it too far. And uh, I liked that guy until he, he totally shit on my creativity just because I called him Mr. Beaver. Like, fuck well, you, man. You you put me in art class. You told me to make art. For me, well, that's can, dinosaur can imagine, shitting. Can you imagine an art museum <laughs> where all you put on the walls are these kind of drawings? And, and also, you would only put... Um, color palettes where you would never mix colors you would just put put the color palette is the artwork itself yeah just no don't mix those colors and make it all brown yeah you would just never mix colors never and you wouldn't even arrange them into any kind of composition you would just put a couple blots on your palette maybe smear them down that's the end of it that's your segregation as your uh, concept. <laughs> yeah, you can use that to like a white balance a camera or something if you happen to need it. And you would have to make sure that there's no possibility anyone could imagine there's a basement to that art museum. So you would you would you would build a basement and then you would make glass floors just so you could see into the empty basement where nothing is going on. So you guys have just got these drawings? By kids around here, but none in the basement. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Little kid drawings everywhere. Weird. Weird. But cool that I can clearly and plainly see that there are none hidden in the basement. Clever. Now, it's a good cover-your-ass move. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now, I've been into the basement of one art museum. And that's where they, uh, the art museum, the modern art museum and. Washington, D.C., the Smithsonian. And in their basement, they have their primitivism and their outliers, which I found to be the by far the most uh, interesting, resonant with me. And I don't know if you know about primitivism, but what you're talking about with uh, just these drawings by a, a, you know, a kid who's trying to get some laughs, that's a, it's probably kind of primitivism. In fact, a lot of artists will do go through kind of ridiculous or absurd uh, lengths to try to get away from all pretenses and all ideas of art theory or of what art is. And that's what they've got in the basement there. We're just trying so, to get away from the pretense, and we come down here to the basement to get away. Mm-hmm. That's where we do it. We just start drawing. With the lights off. <laughs> right? Yeah, to- and I mean, no, for real, they'll do even more ridiculous things than, than, you know, do it blindly in the dark. Or, you know, they'll just get trapped. You know, some of these pieces just looked like they had uh, 
taken out a trash bag and tied some wires around it or something. That sounds trashy. That sounds downright like garbage. That sounds like the God's garbage. Hey, uh, it sounds like our damn listeners, right? When when was the last time you went to church? Uh, must have been fourteen. Long time ago. I've been well, to church I mean, as a as I've an adult. Church, I've been to churches. Actually, you know, I'll have to revise that. I went to uh, I went to a church service. I must have been twenty-one. That's that's still a long time ago. Yeah, it still is. By yeah. now, that's a goddamn long time ago. That's another lifetime ago. No, not quite, but it is. Quite you were, a you were at a church, and mm. uh, did you feel? No, we were at a church together. You and I went. Yeah, but that wasn't a service. No, we didn't go to service. We were. I've been to plenty of churches since then. Yeah, we were in I the churches. I haven't been to any service. I went to a midnight mass um, in 2015. That was so fucking boring. Well, that's the idea. You're supposed to bore yourself into heaven. It was horrible. And afterwards, everybody's talking to each other. And this is supposed to be, you know, part of the whole deal. And I was just like, uh, yeah, a bunch of smiling faces. All right. Nice put on. Everybody did really well. Everybody looks good. Looking at each other. Meeting each other. Weird. But what's, you know, at least there was no basement. I've been to all kinds of churches. Uh, you know, of course, I was went to Episcopalian churches every Sunday as a kid. I once went to a... Uh, a black church where they did gospel music and singing. I bet that was I fun. Went, I went to several. Um, you know, we did uh, we did go to a church service together in Tennessee at a mega church. That's and right. That was that was more recent. That was, I think we were in our mid twenties at that point. Kilgore and I attended uh, a super mega church. And that's a whole story. We've probably gone into before but as far as the church itself goes it's um kind of like a rock concert where they try where they really do try to keep from boring you and they try to um kind of hit all those notes that you might get at a a rock and roll show they want to really inspire you oh yeah it does have that kind of uh ted talk feel like he's not this is the new god the forward-thinking progressive god right that thinks about you it's very didactic is the word right there's and even i felt the um kind of cold lecturing and and so on from from the uh episcopalian preachers in robes and up on this lectern just standing there and standing uh, we are standing, and they'll fling incense in your direction and just about well, throw their backs out. No, I mean, they would get. It was like uh, being at school. You'd give a friendly talk for, and uh, make examples and use uh, anecdotes from his life, but it was like a teacher, right? And this guy at these mega churches are like salesmen. And uh, at the at the black church, 
they were there wasn't much talking at all and if there was it, you know it would it would be like well you everybody knows uh the great orators uh, you know martin luther king you hear them speaking and it's uh that's a whole other level that's oratory that is speaking as an art form right and that you know that's something that's really great it was the the art there the the music and the speaking and the dancing oh yeah the dance there's definitely dancing that's part of it and uh you know i've never been to a uh they're not begging you for money never been to a pentecostal but i did watch uh marjo yeah i wouldn't go to a pentecostal dude they'll let the snakes loose they'll take you down to the real dark basement they'll all surround you and start just that's what the well the part that gets me is the speaking in tongues and the whipping people into this frenzy to the point where they're totally out of their body right you're playing the audience like an instrument and to a to a level where it's uh they they lose their humanity it's so you know it's like a a hypnotism almost i wonder if it's depersonalizing for the people doing absolutely and that's what they go back for because to get out of your body for a moment is like the greatest release right that's that why felt people depersonalizing. Oh no, I don't. That's not what I mean. Mm, that that depersonalized me. No, nobody confronts depersonalization like that with that kind of. Uh, mm. I just got cut off at the supermarket. Tone. Mm. I just got depersonalized. Now, what is depersonalization? I don't. In what context? I generally, it's a. Uh, you know, you would. It's kind of like dehumanized, or uh, but it's only it's something that you do to yourself. For instance, you would say, uh, you know, uh, you detached from one's body and thoughts. The disorder mm-hmm. is sometimes described as feeling like you are observing yourself from outside your body, or like being in a dream. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Am I even in control? Right. Well, I was depersonalized. Well, you know, it's a, I think it's different than merely, uh, what is it, when people uh, take uh, ketamine or whatever. Dr. Troubadour has a symptom checker, and uh, he tells us about it. If we put in depersonalization to the Troubadour symptom checker, it says uh, depersonalization disorder is marked by periods of feeling uh, bad after a fraternity party or detached from one's body and thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he talks like that because he's he's in a fraternity still, like even after he graduated medical school. Damn, dude. The disorder is sometimes described as feeling like you're observing yourself from outside your body, Troubadour says, or like being on ketamine, bro. However, people with this disorder do not lose contact with reality uh, they realize that things are not as they appear, and yet uh, the terror max works as intended. Well, hopefully we can uh, work in a quick ad for terror max before, before we go now. It'll notch you up. Are you suffering from depersonalization, white supremacy, fear of history, and general need for a 
violent scapegoating type of uh, coping mechanism in life. Well, forget about all those uh, uh, various terrorists and, and those events that you're trying to erase from your own memory and, and deny. All you need is a massive single shock therapy of uh, Terramax. You need a new product from Terramax, the Shock Therapy Suppository. And this will deliver you such a powerful and intense dose of Terramax that your brain's functioning will permanently alter. It's a drug that uh, Dr. Troubadour stands behind personally, and he takes it so seriously that he insists on administering the doses himself. This so. can only be administered personally by Dr. Troubadour in a therapy session at his clinic a controlled in Georgia, yeah. in Cuthbert, Georgia. And he'll take you into a top-of-the-line um, It's beautiful uh, down there. office setting. Gorgeous lighting. His clinic is uh, totally clean. It's uh, He's got a nice wet, uh, bar to serve you drinks, to, you know, loosen you up. And uh, and he's got a milking table. And then he'll take you out back, milk you, and put in the uh, suppository, and you'll, you'll be uh, monitored for the next 48 hours as you... Uh, what it is, is it's like... It's, I've heard it described as like DMT times a million. And, uh, you know, when people are on DMT, they report these uh, elves, these mechanical elves. Well, imagine going on a year-long vacation with those mechanical elves, getting to know them personally, and uh, then having this godlike, uh, this world where you're a godlike entity ripped away from you, and then you're forced back into your mortal body. And that's what happens with this massive Terramax uh, therapy. And uh, I've seen people totally turned around by it. Um, they go from being uh, shut-ins who are always on the internet worrying about various uh, events going on in the world, trying to deny them. And uh, after this therapy, they just chill out on some video games and uh, enjoy life and Maybe go out for a drive in the country sometimes, or a walk in their neighborhood. They don't deny and, anything anymore. Yeah, when they see a school shooting on TV, they say, my, that's that's pretty sad. That definitely happened. And uh, then they just go on with their life, and uh, they don't go, they don't, they, they stop uh, sneaking around in basements at local pizzerias. They stop all this... Uh, evil glances at people with the wrong skin tone and it, their whole life is turned around. Big old tall creepy preachers quit picking them up, calling them as children. Yeah. Uh, he's got the basement. You go down into those Pentecostal holes, man, that's where you find that creepy old preacher with the round spectacles and get up here on my lap. Now, my I, heard about, I heard about one man who... Uh, he, he, he stopped going to Pentecostal churches because all the playing with rattlesnakes started to freak him out. 
Yeah. He didn't feel like relieved by it. No, dude. Anymore. He felt freaked out by it. Like he should be like a normal, sane person. This, this therapy works. And uh, our viewers could really uh, use it. We, if you wanna, if you wanna get this therapy, you can find a donation button, and uh, we'll we'll put you on the waiting list. The waiting list for this therapy is long and vast, and you probably will die before you ever get a chance at it. But, but you can bump your way up uh, by yeah. donating or advertising on the site. Mm-hmm. Just uh, go to chronicle.su slash advertise or email advertise at chronicle.su. We'll work out and, an official deal. And we'll put you on a waiting list for Terramax shock therapy delivered personally by Dr. Troubadour to uh, alleviate all the weight of history and the entire world that's crushing you he every day. He just plugs it into your asshole. It milks you under that uh, on that milking table, and that hole in the table underneath. And that's the end. Doctor T really takes care of his patients, man. They, um, you, you say what you will about his uh, peer review record, you know, with the scandal that happened in 2016. I mean, the guy's record is not clean, but his office is, and he takes care of his patients. Family therapy, uh, creative therapies, art therapy. He says you, if you want to draw these dinosaurs shitting and shooting people and uh, farting out Mr. Beaver's name, you can do that at Dr. Troubadour's safe space creative station. He mixes colors carefully and beautifully into original works. Not just right old brown stains. Yeah. There is no... Fear of of the mixing of paint it cures that fear. Can uh, depersonalization disorder be prevented, Doctor Troubadour? And it's instantly cured. All psychological diseases are instantly cured by this uh, treatment. Good God! And uh, your that's mind. A, that's a bold promise. Become, yeah, it's true though. Your mind will become so stable. And uh, so incredibly sharp and uh, relaxed and strong, too, that uh, most of these people who have this treatment go on to become powerful world leaders and entertainers and uh, influential people like, like me and you. In fact, I remember when I had this therapy, it turned my whole life around. They, uh, they shocked your butthole? You could put it that way, yeah. So crude, that's what happened. Um, nevertheless, it's a it's a plug, and and we appreciate the hard work that they do over there at Legal Joker Incorporated, and um, and they let us publish this wonderful website and this marvelous late night radio podcast. This marvelous work and wonder. We're gonna uh, we're gonna jump off here and start sex cult in just a minute. Before we do that. Uh, Wild Bill, you got any you got any plugs of your own there? That was it. That was it. Okay, so just the Terramax. Take your Terramax. I'm HateSec. Read the Internet Chronicle and subscribe to the show on the things and um, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>